Right now is the perfect time to sign up for Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today with promo code JNR and get a deposit match of up to $100. You can do daily fantasy for basketball, football, hockey, baseball. Not only that, you can do some of the rivals and head-to-head matchups. Who's going to score more points this weekend? Kevin Durant? Nikolai Jokic, you can place those, you can place your entries on Underdog Fantasy. And like I said, right now, deposit match up to $100. Use promo code JNR and check it out. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Ronnie. If you are new to the show, thanks for checking us out. We uh, we like to talk basketball. We're not very smart, especially <laughs> when it comes to name pronunciation, but we like to have a lot of fun, so we appreciate you joining us, and hopefully you'll stick around. Uh, we're going to talk basketball playoffs, the series in this Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Uh, did you predict this, what we're seeing right now? Well, first of all, I don't know what you're talking about not being smart because my IQ is <laughs> 210. <so>. Seven. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I didn't predict this at all. This is crazy. The Heat 3-0 I, against the Celtics? What is that about? That's crazy. The Heat are 3-0. The Nuggets are up 3-0. We could have two sweeps and just absolutely weirdness. I, I, I Never in a million years did I expect both series to, to be sweeps. And now we're, we're knocking on that door. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nuggets are up 3-0 against the Lakers, and the Heat just dominated the the Boston Celtics once again. Where, you yeah. want to start out west? You want to go out east? Where do you want to go, Ronnie? Uh, let, let's just let's stick with the east. I like the – because that game was okay. just tonight, so we'll talk about that That game that one was first. just tonight. Yeah, the, the Celtics, they lost both games at home, and they lost both games at home pretty big. They had a pretty big lead in game one, and, and they blew it. They lost. Game two comes – Again, a close game, but the Heat take that. So you're 2-0 if you're the Celtics. You're now traveling on the road. My expectation was that they were going to come out like they needed to win desperately, which they did, and they just laid an egg. Yeah, Jason Tatum, I don't think, played a minute in the fourth quarter. I don't think their starters played in the fourth quarter at all. Hmm. Just, it's just insane. But Jimmy Butler's been playing like crazy, like lights yeah. out. But tonight, he didn't really show in his stat sheet, you know? Like he was kind of... He wasn't even the highest scorer on the team, so it's interesting well, to see. Well, he also, I don't think, played the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, they were up by 31 at one point in the third quarter. It was yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah, Gabe Vincent was a leading scorer with 29 points. That That's out of nowhere. I, I didn't yeah. know. Like, he was dialed had, in. Yeah. That's that's amazing. It was still. it was an interesting game, but yeah, Jimmy Butler only played 31 minutes. Bam Adebayo only played 26 minutes. And, and the truth is they didn't need those guys. You got a lot of time from your bench in this game because Boston couldn't hit a shot to save their life. They looked, they looked bad tonight. Mm-hmm. This is the defending Eastern conference champions and they just got outplayed big time by this Miami heat team. I don't know that they can win game four. I, I mean, Miami wants to sweep. They're in Miami. They don't want to go back to Boston. I think this is going to be a sweep. I don't, I don't know what you feel, but I, I don't know how Boston can come back and win a game. Certainly not going to win this series. We're looking at a Miami Heat Denver finals, which is weird to say out loud. Yeah. So I missed this game tonight. I was met watching all the others, but I missed this one. I was working on my car. So why, what, what, Brag, what was Boston's <laughs> car? <laughs> what was Boston's problem tonight? I mean, I know you said they were missing shots, but like what, what's, What's going on with them? Do you have any idea of like why they, they were losing so bad? 
they look defeat. Uh, no, I, I mean, you, you know, they're not making shots. They're making sloppy play, fa- causing turnovers. Yeah. Um, just overall, wow. stupid fouls as well. I mean, Marcus Smart was clearly frustrated at multiple moments. Gets called for a flagrant here, a technical there, and just fouling when it wasn't absolutely necessary or even remotely necessary. Yeah. And getting Miami to the line, they just they're they're being outplayed on every facet of the game and the scoreboard tonight certainly reflected that but it's just it's bad i i yeah. this is not the boston team that we saw earlier in the playoffs against the 76ers right. and now you know they're just they're just getting killed yeah that's really weird and he they took the first two games at in the celtic stadium too right and then they go yeah, back yeah. home and then they take this one and maybe that had something to do with it the celtics looking so bad and looking defeated they just they, they lost their two. At, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, I don't know. It's just, just uh, weird. It's insane. So no team has ever come back from a 3-0 in the NBA in a 3-0 series. Yeah. Down 3-0 in a series. Uh, the, the record of that next game, or, oh God, what did they say? Something like in 149 games. I don't remember what it was. They showed some stat that seemed insane. But they maybe win one game if they can, but they're not yeah. going to win the series. And if we look over at the West... It's it's very similar, but a little bit different in that all of these games have been really, really close. Yeah. So one, Denver, one, last, one last thing with yeah, the yeah, Heat. Is, isn't there uh, one one player coming back to for the Heat? Or, oh, you know what? That might be in the West. Forget what I said. Continue, Jonathan. <laughs> oh, Ronnie. <laughs> No, it's 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 pretty much been the same story in the West with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, even that last game where they won, oh, I guess Jokic did. Jokic had a rough first half, but he came back dominant in the second half. Uh, Denver leads the series 3-0. These games have all been fairly close. And one of the things that I really like about this Lakers team, which is really weird to say as well, <laughs> is that the way game one, they were losing game one Um pretty big at points they were down and they made some adjustments you know we were going to talk about coaches and why they matter on and get ready uh they made some adjustments and they got back into this game and it was the biggest adjustment they made was having Roy Hachimara guard Nikolai Jokic allowing Anthony Davis to come help on the double team and that just seemed to really open up their possibilities and it got this game close I thought they were going to come back and win game one I I was excited uh, because the Enemy of my enemy is my friend. And right now, <laughs> I'm rooting against the Denver Nuggets because, you know, why not? Uh, yeah. So it was it was impressive to see them come back. But ultimately, it's Nikolai Jokic is just – he had 21 rebounds in yeah. game one. It's, that's I crazy. mean, you're not going to win a whole lot of games like that. Game two, he had 17 rebounds. Now, Anthony Davis is getting his boards as well. Yeah, he had 18 tonight. You can't – you can't. Oh, he had eighteen. Yeah. What? Jokic had eighteen. In game right, three. I'm, I'm, yeah. Game. No. Uh, Anthony Davis had eighteen okay. last night. Game three was Jokic's worst game. Uh, Twenty-four points, six rebounds, eight assists. He was in foul trouble and sat most of the third quarter. He only, he played thirty-eight minutes, but he was on the bench for for a long stretch of time when when Los Angeles kind of kept it close. I expected Los Angeles to win this first game at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Reeves had a great game, uh, game three. What did he have? Twenty three points, and it, it was it was kind of shocking. It's it's just so different because I feel 
like the Lakers could win game four. I don't think they'll get swept. I have no reason to believe that Boston's going to show up in game four and win any of these games. Yeah, I agree. Um, My favorite matchup right now is Jokic versus Anthony Davis. When I see those two against each other, or even though Jokic against LeBron James too, isn't it fun just seeing them just go head to head too, you know? But uh, yeah, when I when I'm watching like Anthony Davis do all these block shots, you know, against all these guys too, he he's still a beast, man. He's still such a good player when he he's is. healthy. But um, yeah. it's yeah, it's a fun series. It's just kind of surprising that the Lakers haven't won a game yet against a team that, you know, even though they were first place, we just didn't expect them to do too yeah, much we in the playoffs. But definitely missed the ball on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I think both of us did, and it just shows you what a healthy Jamal Murray can do mm-hmm. when you know, obviously Jokic is Jokic, and historically when they made it to the playoffs, Jamal Murray's hurt, so it's yep. just been Jokic, and Murray now is just just been that missing link for this team and this team is young i mean Jokic and murray together they they have the chance to be back here next year and 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 the year after that if they can stay healthy they they have a good core of players here and i i didn't see it coming certainly and this is for the same thing you'd be said for about the lakers too i mean they've had their injuries over the last couple years and they haven't really done too well in the playoffs either just like when Murray was out. So, but then this, it goes to show you, like, as long as your main players are healthy, then that's, that's all it takes in the playoffs. You know, you just got to stay healthy. Speaking of healthy, this is a player I was thinking about that might have been on the heat, but he's not. Mo Bamba, he's, <laughs> he's coming back. He might Mo be Bamba's back on... for game four or five. Okay. For which team? The Miami Lakers. Heat? Oh, the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was on the heat for a second. I was just something, it popped in my head. Uh, I was he like, was, isn't, I isn't think he was guy? on. I think it was on Orlando, so you got your Florida teams mixed up, maybe. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. I just remember he was on a different team, and I don't know, he just, I forgot yeah. he was on the Lakers, because he's been injured all year. I don't think that's going to make a difference. Yeah, I, it, it, it probably won't, but it's just, I mean, it's another guy that's going to be taking place yeah. of Anthony Davis. When Anthony Davis needs a rest, I mean, Mo Bamba's a, a good replacement, you know, he's decent. Plus, he's got a cool name. I like saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so you you texted me this yesterday, and I think it was worth talking about. Is you know, Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns was fired after losing to the Denver Nuggets. They lost that series four to two. Um, the Lakers are about to get swept if they don't win another game. They're going they're going to be swept. Does what your question was? I forget we exactly how you worded, but does that change my feeling of the Sun season? Sort of. Yeah, it's you basically know, we got because beat by the, the best team in the West. Yeah, the Suns played against the Nuggets, and, and we lost pretty bad. Although we did win two games, so we had the series tied up two and two at one time, and now the Lakers are down three. They haven't won yet. So, did we do the wrong thing by firing Monty Williams? Because at least we won two games, and we we're, we're looking pretty good against this Nuggets team. You know, we we had the we had a chance, but. The Lakers, they're a really good team, right? They moved on to the next round. They moved far, on farther than us, but they can't even win a game against the Nuggets. So maybe I thought I thought maybe we did the wrong thing by firing Monty Williams. What do you think? I I, I thought about this a little bit, and I still think the answer is no. I think Monty had to go, and and the reason is yes, the Phoenix Suns are a more talented roster right now than the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't think you could argue that against that. Obviously, you know. Anthony Davis is fantastic, but I feel like him and Kevin Durant are at similar levels. I think Devin yeah. Booker at this point in his career is better than LeBron James. Um, you know, Chris Paul 
uh, DeAndre Ayton. Eh. But I think the roster on the Phoenix Suns is more talented than the roster on the Los Angeles Lakers. But when you look at the way that the Phoenix Suns lost the games that they lost, three of the, the four playoffs. games, yes, three of the four games that they lost to the Denver Nuggets were blowouts. They weren't mm-hmm. even close. The Lakers have not been blown out by this Denver Nugget team. The Suns lost by, gosh, what is that? 18 points in game one, 10 points in game two, uh, seven points in game three. That was the closest game of, of the games they lost. They When they won, they won by just narrowest of margins. And then they lose game five by 16 points and they get eliminated with a 25-point loss. I think that is why Monty Williams got fired. Not because the team isn't talented. He wasn't he wasn't getting them prepared to win games, to even compete in games. I'd be looking yeah. at the Boston Celtics head coach with the same sort of question face, like, what are you doing to get these guys ready? Because it's not working. And right. I, I think the Boston Celtics head coach is going to be fine. This is his first year on the job. If he has a similar playoff performance next year, he's gone, just like Monty. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that Monty should have stayed and he should have had one more year with a, a whole entire team because he didn't have Durant. He only had Durant for like, I don't know, nine games in a regular season, something like that. So it would have been nice to see what he would he could do with the team for a full year, you know, with a, an entire roster, healthy roster. And uh, yeah, I think they did the wrong thing. Well, I I disagree with you. I think the... I think... Because the way the Dallas Mavericks embarrassed the Suns last year mm-hmm. is why you have to make that move this year. We can look across the, the other side of the country. Doc Rivers of the Philadelphia 76ers, he was fired for similar playoff performance issues. Just lost. You keep yeah. losing in the playoffs. You know, the expectations are different and it costs you, it costs you your job. Now, you know, looking at the Bucks, maybe I have a bitter question for that, right? They got beat by the Miami Heat, who are number eight seed, but they're about to be on their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. So maybe you overreacted there. I don't think I'd have to go back and look at their score. Did they get blown out in that series, or was it fairly close-ish? Do you recall? Let's see, Bucks and Heat. So it was Miami so one. Miami it was one thirty one seventeen. Yeah, and then. Uh, Milwaukee won one thirty eight to one twenty two, and then Miami won out of rest one twenty one ninety nine one nineteen one fourteen, and then one twenty eight one twenty six. So that's a close so game, close. right? Game four is a close game. Game five went into overtime, and Miami won it. Yeah. So I I don't think that's why I think the Bucks overreacted mm-hmm. to the now with with the history with with what we know today. This Heat team is is really good. They're embarrassing Boston. They didn't embarrass the Bucks. They embarrassed the Bucks in the sense that, hey, this was a one seed. It was supposed to be an easy victory. But these games are close. There's probably you could probably look back at a couple of moments in those games and say, if we would have gotten that call, we would have won, or or if we would have made that play. You can look at this Boston series and be like, there's there's nothing. There's no one moment that costs us the game. It's just a comedy of errors and, and missteps that cost yeah. us the game. So that's why I think the Bucks. Of of those three, Doc Rivers, Mike Budenholzer, and Monty Williams, I think I think Monty had to go. Doc Rivers was probably a close second. Distant third is is Mike Budenholzer. I don't know, man. Because so both teams, both the Bucks and the Suns, they had injuries, right? Ayton was out, Chris Paul was out. For the Bucks, 
Giannis was out. So, I mean, how are you going to win games when your star players are out? And I don't know. Just, Giannis missed a game and a half. Yeah, but and they was he healthy game Giannis when he came there. back? Sure, sure. But the games were close. That's the, the point mm-hmm. I'm making is that even with a, an injured Giannis, you kept it close to a team that on paper you're supposed to beat. But you didn't. You lose 4-1. But these games were, were really, really close. And maybe that was the factor. Right? I say it was only one play away. But maybe that one play was Mike Budenholzer's fault. Not yeah. drawing up the right play. Not calling the timeout at the right time. Wasting his challenge on some some buffoonery instead of you know an actual play. Yeah. Um, and, and so that, that raises the question. Would you rather lose by a million points? Well, not a million points. Would you rather <laughs> lose by 20 like the Suns did? Or would you rather lose in an overtime game? I, I don't know. What, as a player, as a player. Let's yeah. Say. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, I don't know what losing closely feels like anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think I would probably rather lose closely because losing like devastatingly bad by like 30 points, it does not feel good. I mean, it's just like, what is the you point? You feel like of, imposter syndrome, right? You don't even belong right. in the same building as these guys. Exactly. Like, I, I, yeah. I, be, I belong back in college, you know, we're just a college team now, you know. If you lose, I agree with you. If you lose by a close margin, you know, and it's like, man, one call goes our way or doesn't mm-hmm. go their way. That's the difference of the game. That steal doesn't go out of bounds. Instead, I hold on to it and, and pass it up. That, you know, that's the difference of the game. Yeah. We're, we can compete with these guys. Right. As a coach, I feel the same way if I was a coach that, you know, hey, we can compete with these guys. We can win. We just. You know, I got to do better drawing up an inbound play or, or whatever the case might be. But when you get blown out as a yeah. player and as a coach, you 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 don't belong there. I feel like, <laughs> exactly. and that's I think I think that's what Monty showed two years in a row. He doesn't belong there. I don't think Mike Boonholzer did that. I think he's the close coach that lost versus the coach that got blown out two years in a row. Yeah. Um, Doc Rivers is. You could just look at his history. He, he he struggles to get team over that hump, right? He can get him to the playoffs. He can have a good team. He just can't seal the deal. Yeah, it's I don't like know. You in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so I sorry, Ronnie. That was, that was awesome. really mean. <laughs> I sealed the deal. I got one of the most beautiful girls in high school. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, yes, I don't know. It's. I just, I still feel like that they, all these teams are overreacting. It's, it is, like I said before, it's like a carousel. All these coaches are going to go to the different teams and it's like, what's the point? You know, like we're just going to see them back in the leagues on different teams. So I feel like yeah. maybe Monty, uh, that, that might have been worth it because like you're, you're kind of like are, are getting to a point where it's like you, you reached your peak. You, you can't do any better with them. You just need like change in the locker room a little bit. You know, you need something different. So I kind of understand that. Budenholzer, I don't, I don't really understand because you, he won you a championship a, a couple of years ago, so I, I don't understand that. The Doc Rivers one, uh, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. He just hasn't proven himself yet, so I kind of, I feel like that's kind of a, like the same as Monty Williams too. You know, where they just need a change in the locker room. Maybe they could just switch coaches right there, and they'll be fine. Maybe I I don't Still. I don't know. Let's let's look at the coaches that were fired this year because I think it does tell you a lot about the sort of the the yin and yang of the NBA. So first, the Houston Rockets they fired their head coach. They were an atrocious team this year. They were bad. Yeah. Um, 
they they had a coach. I guess he wasn't technically fired. He had an option, and they declined his option. I guess that's the same as being fired. Uh, they hired yeah. former Celtics coach Ime Odoku already. They've already made deals. Makes it easy because Ime wasn't working. Uh, so the Rockets have their new head coach, but their old head coach was fired because he was terrible. The Detroit Pistons, their head coach moves to the front office job. Not a great head coach, I would say. He won coach of the year uh, a long time ago, 2017-2018. But this team has struggled and has continued to struggle. Uh, again, expectations were not there. Performance was not there. He's fired. <clears throat> Milwaukee Bucks, expectations were there. He's fired. Philadelphia 76ers. We talked about Doc Rivers. We talked about Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. And then the Toronto Raptors have fired their head coach. Again, a team that made the play-in tournament. A team that has had a lot of success recently, recently, but they they didn't do great this year. They had some injuries as well. Pascal, Pascal Siakam was out. They fired their head coach as well. You have two teams that are sort of gutter teams. And then you have four teams that are kind of top top of the league, top tier, certainly yep. the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Suns. I would say the Raptors are sort of that next tier down. Um, it just It's just crazy to me that you could talk about the Phoenix Suns vacancy in the same sentence that you talk about the Houston Rockets and the Detroit Pistons vacancy. It's yeah. just so weird. So you know how I always talk about, you know, keeping teams together and, you know, you kind of like yeah. create that chemistry with everyone. Do you think it's different with coaches? Like you need something new. You need you need something different in a locker room. And maybe that's why all these teams are doing that because the, the coaches have been yeah. there for so long and it's just time for change. Or I do think you... that plays a part of it yeah. is that you, you the voice, you know, the message gets lost because you've heard it a thousand times. Yeah. At the same time, these are professional athletes. They want to win. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's not a big of a deal as as we think. I don't know, it's just interesting that the, all these front offices, I think changing coaches is going to help it. I mean, 29 teams are going <laughs> to lose, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to help you. I mean, no matter what, there has to be a bunch of losers in this league. There's only going to be one. And I mean, now there's all these coaches changes and I mean, I don't get it. Like, so there, let's, there's like what, eight coaches that have gotten fired so far. So only like one five, of those, six, only one maybe. team could win next year. So seven of them at least are going to lose. For sure. So, yeah. Maybe I'll eight. Let's know. let's talk about that a little bit more. So let's let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks. What did what did if they would have made it past the first round, do they fire Mike Budenholzer? And what's the what's the line that they had in the sand for him? Yeah, I mean, I I, I no matter what, they're going to fire him. I think you know because you think if they didn't win a championship, he was gone. Is that <laughs> not if they won another championship? But uh, I, I think if, if they, they, I mean, like, if they got to the finals and they lost, they might have fired him because, dude, like, oh, I disagree. It, it doesn't even matter. Like, they, they, you had, had him for so long, and it's just one of the so, like, why did they fire him? What, what, what's going on in the locker room that they, they fired him so soon? I understand it's the first round, but Giannis was hurt. I mean, you, you lost games when he wasn't there. You won a game when he wasn't there too. So why don't you keep him because you actually coached up your, your secondary players, you know? I don't know. You so know what I mean? you're telling me that Giannis is the reason Budenholzer got fired. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I think, I think you know, we talk about expectations. I think they he would have been okay if he would have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think yeah. he needed to win two rounds. But I think the first round exit kind of shocked a lot of people. Uh, 
I was shocked by it, right? I don't think anyone expected the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think that's ultimately what made them go a different way. And you never know what's behind the scene. Doc Rivers, he makes it to the second round but loses his job. Why? What do you think he needed to do to stay? And see, he didn't have healthy players either. These are all teams that had to do with injuries. So I, I think that the only thing that any of these coaches could have done, because coaching doesn't matter, is just have had healthy <laughs> players. If the players were yeah, healthy, okay. then they would have moved on to the next rounds Having and they would have been fine and they would have the coached. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it doesn't even matter. There's uh, both Mike D'Antoni and Monty Williams are interested in the, are, are tied to the 76ers job. I think that's funny that two former Suns coaches are uh, interviewing for it. We should get D'Antoni back. We should hire a coach back. That'd be nice. No. So you're, you're absolutely right. Here's here's the three people that are li- four people that are listed for Phoenix Suns. Current Suns assistant Kevin Young, former Bucks coach Mike Budenholzer, former Raptors coach Nick Nurse, and Clippers coach Ty Lue. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that just proves that coaching doesn't ah, matter, right there. <laughs> it's just the carousel. <laughs> it is, dude. It doesn't matter. But Ugh. like, whatever. It's dumb. Whatever. What what would be a terrible choice is the to, Toronto Raptors apparently have interviewed JJ Redick. <laughs> I don't think he would be a very good head coach. I well, think that's a huge mistake. I mean, I've watched him at uh, ESPN. He he might be okay. I we we've seen how it doesn't work with Steve Nash and the Nets, though. You know, so I, I know you don't think that's a good idea, right? Every time I don't think this, it's a good. I don't think JJ Redick is a very good analyst. So I don't know how he could be a good head coach. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That'd be uh, interesting to see. Biased. I get it. Yeah. But uh, the bad Ugh. things, I hope the, co- the Suns don't just move up their assistance coach. I, I think that's a, a wrong move. I don't think that's going to... You think it's bad? I don't, yeah, I don't you, think that's going to change. You think there's keeping some, some um, similarities, some, some yeah. simla- similar voices? Why would you fire your head coach just to move up the line, you know, just one step? And then you're, you're basically keeping everything the same. Yeah. You're keeping the same culture that was there. But that's... Not what you want, obviously, right? Because you fired Monty Williams. You want something different. So I don't think maybe it's are just a change. courtesy. Yeah, a courtesy interview. Yeah, I don't know who Who's I'd like. To say? Do you, is there any coach that you want for the Suns? I don't even care. <laughs> I would like Budenholzer. Honestly, I would like Nick Nurse. I like. I think both of those guys. I don't want Ty Lue. Ty Lue to me has a similar track record of of Doc Rivers. Yeah. Yes, he's a good head coach. Yes, he will get you to the playoffs. But then it's you know, he hasn't he's not going to get you to the next step. I think like that's similar to Monty, right? Yeah, good good head coach is going to get you to to the playoffs. But I think you need somebody that knows how to to, to win. And and looking at this list, Budenholzer and Nick Nurse have both won championships. The only thing that um, I would like yeah, is not? if Monty went to the Bucks and then Budenholzer went to the Suns. That would just I would love oh, that'd that. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I would laugh at that too. And then they face each other in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> That would be great. Oh, that would be such a fun, fun series. Is um, what's his name? The coaches, the coach for the Spurs. Is he's the longest lasting coach in the league right now? Greg Popovich. Yeah, Papa, he's been there for Papa like Greg? twenty years, right? He's been there for a long time. Let's see, current. The only uh, thing, else, other one I could think of is Spolstra on the Heat. He's been there for a while. Spolstra's been there a long time. Yeah, I, and, it's got to be Popovich. So, yeah, Greg Popovich. Do <laughs> you want to guess the year that Greg Popovich started coaching in San Antonio? So I'm guessing like 22 years ago. 
Give me, give me the year. Uh, my math would say the year 2001. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> you were in high school. Were you in high school in 2001? That was my graduating year. Okay. So you weren't quite in high school. <laughs> yeah. 1996 is Dang. when Greg Popovich took over the San Antonio Spurs. Really? Bananas. Yeah. See, that's cool. See, doesn't that show that, I mean, coaching doesn't matter. Just the players that are on your team matters. <laughs> because all those years, like, so wait, 96? Wasn't David Robinson on that team still? David Robinson, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, they were doing good with, with that guy. And then... They ended up getting they, Tim Duncan because they drafted him. Well, that was well. the controversy, right? Is that Dunk, David Robinson was probably healthy, but Popovich sat him out to improve their draft lottery chance. And then they win and they are able to draft Tim Duncan. And hmm. magic happens. Seems a little bit familiar, doesn't it, Ronnie? Hmm. I wonder why they keep that guy around. It seems like a really smart strategy. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the results of the NBA draft lottery in just a second. But I, I do like this list here. Uh, Eric Spolstra, 2008. Steve Kerr, 2014. See that jump from 1996 Man. to 2008 to 2014. Yeah. Then you have Michael Malone of the Nuggets, 2015. Then you have <laughs> the next. <laughs> you ready for the next four players on this list? Yeah. Mike Budenholzer. Whoops. List is out of date. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, next, Dwayne Casey. Whoops. <laughs> List is out of date. Nick's, Nick Nurse, Monty Williams. Those are those are the ones that are on the list. Obviously, they're all gone now. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So the only way to win your argument that coaches matters is Spolstra, I think, because the Heat are dominating right now. And Heat yes, they, they yeah. didn't have much after LeBron James left, but then they did put a team together with Jimmy Butler and all these other guys. Or did he just coach these other guys up and made them good? I would I would say coaching matters, but the being the general manager matters more. Being a competent to good general manager yeah. is more important. I agree. Coach. Building the team, making smart moves with your draft picks. The reason why this Heat team is so good, we were talking about this before we started recording. There's four, five undrafted players on this Heat team. Yeah, so who, who's in charge happen? over there with that? Who's who has the eyes for these players? Because where that is, you know, Pat Riley is involved with the team. He's the president or vice president of operations or something. Yeah. Is he help? Is he the one that's that's pointing out these players, or is it just the scout? Is it just the culture of success and and winning that they have an eye for that? But that to me is far more important than having a good coach. Is is having good players and and having. Having good players that you're not paying max contracts on. You're getting players yep. for cheap and you're getting the most out of them when when they're on your team. So, yeah, the fact that they have starting players that are undrafted and other contributing bench players that are undrafted is is the reason why this Heat team's about to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, agree. We did it, Ronnie. We found a common ground. <laughs> Yay, finally. So proud. We both agree that coaches uh, don't matter. All the players <laughs> oh, matter. Oh no, no, general managers. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about the draft lottery because Greg Popovich, that crafty son of a gun, <laughs> he wins the draft lottery. He gets to draft Victor. Do you want to say his last name? Because I don't know if Wembenyana. I can say it right now. If he wants Wembenyana. to draft him. Have you practiced Wembenyana? Yeah, I did. Did you watch the draft lottery? No. Well, you know what? I did. I, I missed the first part, but then I, I turned it on right when they were like, 
counting down yeah. the list of like the it was like uh, number ten. I think I was watching. Maybe I did the watch Spurs, all the things. I don't know. The I didn't Spurs like won, it. and he he acted like he won the NBA championship, which I <laughs> yeah. thought was pretty funny. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, I they pretty much did, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what I wanted to talk about. They're they're saying he's the best basketball prospect ever, which they say that uh, they say that every year. I feel like yeah. I feel like they constantly say, "Oh, he's such a great draft." But th- this, they're saying that he he rates higher than LeBron did, which LeBron was out of this world. Yeah. at that time. So, do you buy the hype that he's going to be? You know, I do. Be- he's going to be better than LeBron. They were because saying, LeBron is arguably the best ever. They were saying this last year, like as the draft is going on, they're like, "Yeah, this draft is okay, but next year." Mambanyana is going to be available and they're like totally building him up for next year. So I, yeah. I think it's true. And I sent you that video of him accepting an award where he was standing next to Rudy Gobert, but he's like, looks like he's four inches taller than Rudy Gobert. Who's Rudy yeah, Gobert seven one. This kid is like still growing four or something like that. But yeah. yeah, he might be taller than that. Here's, here's a conspiracy theory. I heard if you want to put the tinfoil hat on, Oh, you know me. Greg, I'm always wearing mine. <laughs> Greg Popovich was going to win this because he is a good head coach. He has been great historically with player development. And they're hyping up this Victor Webinyana kid so much that they want him to go to a team that has a competent head coach so that they can continue growing and marketing in Europe. That makes perfect sense because the NBA has been dipping and. You know, views and everything like that so that that does make some sense there what do you think it makes it makes so much sense that they would want him to go because typically you're in the draft lottery because you're a bad team and the spurs were a bad team this year yeah. they traded away to get some extra draft capital but then greg popovich i don't think anyone's gonna question his coaching ability right all of a sudden he gets gifted this this player that you know he's not going to uh waste or, or squander he's gonna put him in a position to be successful it just it seems so convenient right i mean so i think you mentioned this before I, I don't know if i heard it from you or some somebody else so tim duncan um wasn't he drafted first by the spurs because they he was so okay what and david yeah. robinson too or was that before he, all david this? robinson was drafted david robinson well before all what just was he drafted number one for the Spurs? Was he first overall? David, yeah, I believe so. I can look him up real quick. Yeah, I thought he was. He was drafted. I, I thought he was very, very high. Yeah, if he wasn't number one, let's see. So I don't. David I, Robinson was taken the first pick overall by the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, so I do find it interesting that the Spurs keep getting these first round draft picks of these 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 amazing players yeah like seven footers the admiral seven foot one was what his listed height was tim duncan i think was similar height yeah he's at at least a seven footer or six six foot eleven is his listed height six foot eleven yeah and then obviously victor webinana is i think seven four is what i heard them say but i don't i don't know how accurate any of those heights are because like they say kevin durant is actually over seven feet but he doesn't want that listed because he doesn't want to play center who knows (laughs) Yeah. He, he yes, they they have three they're going to have three first round first overall picks that they're going to be used to draft players that are essentially 7 feet tall. Yeah. And the Suns get their first round draft pick when we get Aiton as a first as the best player out there. I mean, come on. You, you don't think there's a conspiracy right there? Yeah. I I it is 
I don't think there it's true. I don't think it's conspiracy theory, but it is just awfully convenient that the Spurs get the first round pick and it's another giant player yeah. who that's what San Antonio have built their championships on. And Greg Popovich is there in the middle of it all. It just, it just, as someone that's been burned by the Spurs uh, so many times, it's really, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's like, of course it's going to go to Popovich. Yeah. Were, you, were you rooting for somebody? Were you hoping a certain team would win the lottery? The Detroit Pistons, because they were the only team that I liked you that was you know, down there. Yeah. I, w- I was seriously like, I didn't want the Rockets to get it or the Spurs. I think there was one other team out there. Oh yeah. Um, the Mavs. The Blazers. Know? The Blazers is who I was rooting for. They, yeah, they, I wouldn't mind the fact they got them. Yeah. The top four were the Pistons, the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Blazers. Yeah. So of those four, I absolutely wanted the Blazers because I just thought it would be cool to have that partner for Damian Lillard who is just absolute fantastic basketball player that's career is going to be squandered in a mediocre team. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't mind if the Rockets got them, except for I, I hate watching the playoffs when the Rockets are in there because – they keep every time the defense has a ball, um, they always play that stupid sound. It goes do 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 do. It's just like over and over again. Every time it's, it's like it's, every basketball stadium, man. No, it's just specifically this. The, the you you think that because you're a Harden fan, and when he was on Houston, <laughs> that's that's all we heard. You know, so you think it's every stadium. So, but no, every I think time it is every. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna go back and watch a. a Rockets game and see what you're talking about. So and then annoying. Find that sound played at every other stadium across the country. I hate it. It's so annoying. I mean, there's different sounds, but like their sound that they choose, it's just, oh, it sickens me. I hate it's, it. I couldn't watch those games. Running. I was just like, you know what? I, I can't watch it. Shut it off. It's just, couldn't even mute it. It's yeah. just so annoying. But my other question too with Juan Banyana, do you think he might get injured because of how long he is too? Because we saw that happen with Chet, right? Chet Holmgren, so yeah. I don't, I'm worried about how long he is and how big he is because I mean, he you, needs to bulk up a little bit. He looks skinny as a rail right well, now. Just imagine how long your ligaments have to be just to like keep your yeah. joints and everything connected. You know, I mean, his are all stretched out. So I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know how about that. I don't know how a human autonomy works, but yeah, um, I just assume there's Velcro or something <laughs> holding them together. I mean, Shaq, he kind of held together somewhat well, even though he was so heavy and everything. He yeah. was. He was one of the rare ones. Um, who is a Ma- Yao Ming? He he didn't really Yao hold Ming up. Struggled. Yeah, no, he he broke down pretty yeah. quick. And uh, he was a bigger guy. So I wonder if it's going to be different just because of, of the Anthony like skinnier Davis, guys, right? Yeah, I think Davis. <laughs> Davis is Kevin a Durant medical lab, right? Kevin Durant's held together pretty. Uh, no, yeah. he hasn't. Especially as he's gotten in his younger days, he did. Yeah, uh, but we, you're you're right. We've already saw Chet miss his entire rookie season. Who's a similar height frame. To to Victor Webinyana, probably not an exact match. Closest but right now. Tall and kind of skinny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The it's, other thing. He needs to bulk up because he's going to get pushed around by big guys. Yeah. Um, But that's that's true for Chet as well. We talked about that yeah. you know, in, in the offseason. I think they'll both be able to hold their own even though they're skinny because they're just so insanely long and you can't really shoot over them. Yeah. Um, they kind of learn with their bodies, you know, like how skinny they are. They, they'll they get pushed around, but they'll stay in front of you. And as if you put up a shot, they're going to jump up and, and knock it down, you know. So my other question, though, was, um, it, you know, how the, all these teams, you know, they were trading and everything for draft picks. They're collecting a bunch of draft picks. So I'm waiting yeah. for like a monster offer to the Spurs, you know, with like all these first round oh, draft coming. picks, you know, and but like for year after year for Wambanyana. I, 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 I think, I think the Spurs. 
What, what team has the most? Is it Utah or the Nets? I, I forget what team has the most draft picks, but I'm waiting for like yeah, that big offer out there. Picks. You know, There's no chance that the Spurs trade him. What I think is the Spurs have a lot of draft capital as well, right? They traded DeJounte Murray. They traded Derek White. They traded Jacob Poltil or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, most picks. And I think the reason they were doing that was to try to get Wambanyana as well too. But now that they have him, they have like, this This is going to be a monster team. They have all these draft picks now. And to start off, they have Wambanyana to like build a team around. So, man. I, I'm going to hate the Spurs for many years. <laughs> um, I found the website that talks about it, but it's kind of hard is it butt to crack understand. Sports? No. Because everything on there it's is the absolutely Knicks. 100% true. <laughs> the Knicks have Dallas, Detroit, and Washington's first round pick next year. Um, oh, you're talking about this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 2024 draft. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, there's no way the Spurs trade down. There's no way the Spurs trade that pick. Yeah. What I think if and how many San Antonio Spurs? One, I felt like Utah was a big one because you remember they traded the away Spurs all the good have players. Three like Mitchell and Utah has two. Yeah, but there's not like every there's like one this year, one next year, one the year after that. Gotcha. Sort of thing. Okay. But I, I agree with you that someone might make a package, and I think if the Spurs have a lot of picks, which they do. I could see them trading to bring in a talented veteran to help this team. Yeah, I, I mentioned I'd love to see them and Damian Lillard. I would love to see Damian Lillard get traded out of Portland and, and go to a team. Yeah. Um, so what to, if there's an offer like that? Legitimate. Like what if Portland trades Damian Lillard for a first-round draft pick? Like maybe they could what? put a package together. But you could – can you what? trade – Who's Dame, going where? Can you trade Damian Lillard? To the Spurs for their first round draft pick. No. Why what not? I'm saying is the Spurs will never trade their first round draft pick. But what if that They're was the offer? Be... Would you would you take that? No, they wouldn't take it either. That's not a trade that you make. Why you not? Have a, allegedly once in a generation talent. So why would you take a player that's older that has a history of injuries? You would pair them together, but you're not going to trade Victor Webanyana. And if you're the Trailblazers, I don't know if you feel good about that trade either because we know we have a proven entity in Damian Lillard. We don't know what this kid's going to do. Okay. So, oh boy. hypothetically, go, let's, say, let's say the Nuggets win the, <laughs> <let's say> the, <laughs> the Denver Nuggets win the NBA championship. What if they trade their whole entire team for their first round draft pick? So the Spurs have the Nuggets. And then the Nuggets get the first round draft pick and they got to build a whole other team around him. Do you think the Spurs would accept that? Okay. Let me <laughs> just make sure I'm understanding. You're, you're saying if the Spurs are trading the rights to draft Victor Webanyana to the Nuggets in exchange for Nikolai Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, yeah. and the entire team. Everyone, yeah. You know what? They would take that. They would take that trade. See? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> There we go. You proved me wrong. You did it, Ronnie. I knew the so Spurs would trade for someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my head hurts. The, the, the question I had for you about this is, do you think it's, one, fair to put these expectations on, on this kid coming in, and two, that he has any chance of meeting these expectations? I mean, fair, no, but it's just the way it is, you know? I mean, you, you can't do anything about that. But, uh... 
What was your second question? <laughs> As everyone quits listening, that... it just shuts off the podcast. <laughs> it's just Ronnie questioning. What was that? What did he say? <laughs> Uh, the second question is, you know, they're they're comparing him to the most talented draft prospect since LeBron James. LeBron James broke the all time points record this season. Yeah. Do you think this this guy Victor Webinyana is going to come anywhere close to LeBron's success? Boy, I have no clue. But if he's healthy, it's always possible. You know, if he could play as long as LeBron. Then it, I'm sure it's possible, but I have no clue right now. He's so young; you just can't tell that sort of thing. So yeah, I agree. Let's let's let's. LeBron has what roughly forty thousand points total. Yeah. In his NBA career, roughly. Do you think Victor Webinyana scores over under twenty thousand points? If he's healthy, yes. If he no, has, no, no, there's no there's no okay. healthy. It's, it's just, just a question. Yeah, you can you can disclaim it all you want. Then yes, absolutely yes. I'll say yes. All right, LeBron has thirty eight thousand, so we can we can lower it down to let's say nineteen thousand points. So you're going to take the over. I'll take the on over on Victor Webinyana scoring nineteen thousand points. Yeah. Okay. I I don't I don't want to root against somebody. I don't think he's going to be successful in the NBA. Really? Why? I don't know. I can't really. Just I, a for feeling, one, huh? his size. His size is a concern. Yes, he can get bigger. He's going to have strength and conditioning coaches. Great. My concern is, his, you mentioned it, can he stay healthy? I don't think he will. I don't think he can. I also think he's been hand-fed all of this information. You're going to be the best. You're the best prospect since LeBron. I think mentally he's going to struggle in the NBA. The expectations that he has combined with he's going to struggle right out of the gate, right? Okay. Everybody does. It's a different speed. He's been playing professional ball in Europe. Very different than the NBA. He's going to get pushed around. He's going to have bad nights. Can he recover from that? From a guy that's never seen failure, can he recover from that? Does he have the mental toughness? And I think that's really, really tough. I think I hear you. I, I think what you're saying is this generation with, you know, growing up with cell phones and <laughs> social media and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to LeBron He's a James. Snowflake. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> they just can't handle no, it. They just can't handle the pressure nowadays like we used to. I'm not saying that he can't handle it. I'm just saying, can he? Well, yes, I, I guess I am saying that. I, I, I don't know this kid. I don't know. Uh, if he's going to be able to handle it, it's just really, really tough to have those expectations. And the fact that LeBron did it and then exceeded all of those expectations still to this day blows my mind. The The success that he had is in the NBA is impossible. And now you're comparing this kid to something that is impossible to happen. I yeah. just, I just feel like there's no way he's going to live up the expectations. And I think it's going to be a sh a shadow that hangs over him for his entire career. And it, and he's not going to be a bust He's going to be a serviceable NBA player. I just don't think he's going to to be the guy that LeBron was, or even um, you know, Steph Curry, or how about any of those guys. I don't think he's going to live up to that. How about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? No, he's not going to be Kareem. No, get out of here. All right, the second best player, all-time <laughs> scorer. You think? That's 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 where the bar is for you. <laughs> well, don't you think they kind of have a similar build too, and they're the same position? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say his career will be similar, but maybe not as good as Jimmy Butler. All right. Do you think it'd be better than Yao Ming? 
Ugh. Yes. <laughs> I think he'll be better than Yao Ming. Yeah. Okay. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yao 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 was so good, and then like a switch flipped, and he wasn't. Yeah. That kind of happens. And I think with, with all the the China medicine he was taking in the <laughs> yeah. off season. Remember with Jeremy Lin, you know just... how good he was for you know yeah. one year, and all yeah. of a sudden just done. It's a different game. The NBA is versus the the Euro leagues. Yeah. It's going to take him some adjustments. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he'll get there. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe we'll, people will play this back and be like, that guy John from the JNR Basketball Podcast, he's an idiot. <laughs> he said Victor Webignana was going to have an eh career, and now he just scored his 80,000th point and won his ninth championship in a row uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. Right. And Greg Popovich is just a robotic head because <laughs> he's so old, but he's keeping, he still coaches. Yeah. I mean, for one, they're going to say we're idiots no matter what, so... That's true. That's it. That is true. Ronnie, that's all I had in my notes today. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about, basketball or not? Yeah, I think that's all we have. There's just not much going on in the NBA now that we're down to four teams still. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a lot going on in the NBA. It's not just, really. just not, focused not on too many teams playoffs. and there's no Yeah, there's only four games playing. Yeah. No movement that's going fair. on with any teams, you know, they're just all watching the see who's gonna win the championships. And then when free agency starts, it'll be madness. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The only thing I wanted to mention is that if you would like to support us, sign up for and our oof, oof. <laughs> if you'd like to support, take two. <laughs> if you'd like to support us and become a Patreon subscriber, that would be awesome. Check out the podcast link for check out the podcast description for the link. I didn't even I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> well, no. Speaking uh, of this, that, I do. I mean, if you want to add something. How has your underdog been going? Because I've been betting and I've been missing them just by one. But every every time I, I place some sort of parlay, you know, it makes it really exciting to watch yeah. too. I I have been letting my wife go and I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, when someone like in baseball, when someone's throwing a perfect game, you don't say anything to them, right? Yeah, right. So I've just not done anything and just let her do her thing. And unfortunately, the streak has ended uh, oh, tonight. With the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat because she did Jason Tatum to have a great game. Spoiler alert, he did not. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jimmy Butler to have an above average game. The dude didn't even play the fourth quarter. So yep. he also did not, from a statistics standpoint, have a great game. So the streak is done. It was like five in a row Dang. that she she was killing it. So it's amazing. Um now I'll go back and look at yeah. some of them again. I've been picking but. three at once, and I, I haven't won in a while. I know, you're while. crazy. I don't know why you do three. That's insane. <laughs> well, I've gotten so close. Like, I had this one where I Oscar Reeves, and you know, he beat Aaron Gordon by a ton. I had LeBron more points than Michael Porter. He won. And then I had Jokic with Murray. I picked, I picked Jokic, and Jamal Murray had more points. So I barely lost by half a point. Yeah. It was 34 so to 34, the... but they had Murray. You know, they gave him. Uh, half a point the, extra. The handicap. Yeah. yeah. You've been doing the rivals? Yes. When you do the pickums? Okay. Yeah, I like doing so the I haven't been doing that. I know, you, yeah. I like doing the, um, and this is what my wife has been doing, points, rebounds, points plus rebounds plus assists, doing the higher or lower of that. So, for yeah. example, Jokic game four, uh, 50 and a half points, higher or lower, rebounds, points plus assists. That's yeah. really high. Um, they want to sweep. I'm, I would probably take the higher on that. 
And then I go and look at the Lakers and say, okay, LeBron James, points, rebounds, assists, 42 and a half. I mean, if it's really going to be a sweep, that's probably the lower. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd have to think about that and look at stats. Austin Reeves, 26 points, rebounds, and assists. I would take the lower on that. He had a great game. I don't think he's, I don't think the streak can continue. Yeah. See, now I, I was yeah, choosing that's, rivals that's because like on the occasion where like there's a blowout and they, they sit their star players. Oh, you, if yeah. I, I, if I pick the higher, then I'm probably going to lose that. Or if there's an oh, injury, you're, you're I'm going to lose that. Yeah. So, but on with those the rivals, ones, if it's a blowout, yeah. They're both sitting. Yeah. Right. Rivals, you just have, you pick one or the other, you know, who's going to score more points, this guy or that guy. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of evens it out, but it hasn't been working out for me that well because I'm, I'm losing a ton. <laughs> With that being where, said, where I'm you doing terrible. are winning, you know? So, well, I mean, your wife is winning, yeah. I should say. So, yeah. I mean, maybe picking the overs in the playoffs is a way to go with the start players and yeah, with, yeah, I don't know. But you just have to watch it's, out for injuries and you got to watch out for, you know, the blowouts, you know, otherwise you lose those. But what do you say? Yeah. You won five in a row and then you lost this one. So that, I mean, that's uh, a really I good record. I didn't win. I, I, my record is terrible. Yeah. My wife has won like five in a row before. Yeah. Um, before she lost tonight. So I have some of ours mixed because I was doing some. I, so my daughter had better her. luck than me. I was showing, I was, <laughs> I had her pick three and she was like, I'm just going to pick who's cutest. And yeah, she, she, oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, she did better than I was doing for a while. So that was yeah, my wife quite. had f- four in a row. The night was her would have been her fifth in a row. Yeah, and she lost it. So she had Booker, Jokic, Curry, James, Tatum, Harden, Reeves, Jokic, and then tonight Butler, Tatum, and uh, out the window. Yep. But yeah, if you haven't signed up for that, if you're like, what the heck are these guys talking about? Sign up for Underdog Fantasy. <laughs> sign up with promo code JNR and. Uh, Check it out. Check out Pickums. Shoot us a message on the JNR fan line. You'll be like, hey, I signed up. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'll be like, yeah, cool. Me too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing either. But then you'll be like, let's do a daily fantasy. I'm like, yeah, let's do yeah. that because someone's going to win those. Yeah. Someone's got to win. It does make it fun though, doesn't it? <laughs> Watching those games and like with that, with my, in my case, yeah. where it's like LeBron James versus uh, Jokic, you know, like they're, I'm sorry, it wasn't them, but it, whoever it is, you know, they're like right neck and neck, you know, with points and everything. So you're cheering kind of like for your guy that you bet on, you know? And Yeah. Yeah. Even if oh. you don't have a team, it kind of makes you have yeah. a team. Please gamble responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thing for you. Mm-hmm. NBA Finals, Nuggets versus Heat. Who are you taking and why? Well, let's see. If they both make it, I got to go Heat. I don't, I don't know why I don't believe in this Nuggets team still. I just really believe in this Heat team because they've beaten all these really strong opponents. And the Nuggets, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like they're lined up to the playoffs. You know, they were beating, like, they beat the Timberwolves. They beat the Suns. And now they're going to beat, you know, the Lakers most likely. I just feel like their lineup to the finals is not as tough as the Heat's lineup to the finals was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, the Heat have beat the Bucks. They're about to beat the Celtics. They beat the Knicks. That was probably their easiest matchup in the playoffs. But yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying. Uh, I agree. I would take the Heat in a series between the Nuggets and the Heat. Uh, I think that Jimmy Butler's something something switched in him. Maybe he's just healthy, healthier. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't want to face them if I'm a team. They're yeah. just playing. I mean, last year we saw it with now. them, but then he had that knee injury and everything just kind of like yeah. dwindled away bam out of bios playing out of his mind and they're getting contribution from the bench and shooting and defense 
And it's just, it's overwhelming for a very good Celtics team. I think the Celtics would beat the Nuggets in the finals if that was the case as well. But yeah, I, I would take the Heat. So we'll find out if that's the teams that are going to be facing the finals. It should be. Yeah. We, sh- we should know that by the next episode. We okay. might even have a couple of finals games under the belt by the next episode. We'll so, see. So here's a question then too. If the Lakers and the Celtics somehow came back, both teams came back down being being down 3-0. and 0-3. Man, I suck at talking right now too. If it was the Lakers versus the Celtics, which one of those teams yeah. do you think would win? I would take the Celtics. Yeah? I, I think I would take the Lakers. I think, I you know at the start before the, any game was played of this final four, I would have said the Celtics are the best team remaining, yep. followed by the Nuggets, followed by the Lakers, followed by the Heat. Now we've seen how that's worked out. Um, the Heat are destroying the Celtics, so who knows? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, do a basketball basketball podcast. You'll sound smart. <laughs> no, I'm stupid. I don't know anything. Everything I think is everything I say is wrong, <laughs> except for that and that and that. Yeah, so I I would. I have, I have no idea, but yeah, yeah, I would say the Heat. I would say the Celtics would beat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Celtics would beat the Lakers. Celtics would beat the Lakers. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I I, I, I don't know Celtics why I'm going with the Lakers. The I think I'm just going with the Lakers because they're you know a healthy Anthony Davis, healthy LeBron James. We've seen it a few years ago where you know they beat the Nuggets and they won the championship that year. You know, so but now they're back healthy again yeah. after these last couple of years. And I mean, I like I said, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think they're going to win one game. I think they're just too good to to just be blown out, you know, to be swept. So I think they're going to win a couple of games, possibly. But I don't. It's just it's too just tough so to win hard three games. When yeah. You see that you're down. You have to win four games in a row in order yeah. to advance. And I just think it's too hard. And do the, does the team recognize that? Are they? Are they? They certainly recognize it. But right. are they? Are they? Is it going to control them and consume them as they try to play? Right, the motivation. And they're just going to be like, well, what the hell's the point? We could win two games in a row. Yeah, we're still got to win two more, and all they have to do, we cannot have an off night. And what are the odds that we're going to have four nights where we're all on and they're off? It's it, that, that goes back to that mental thing, right? With mm-hmm. we just talked about, do they have? Are they mentally strong enough to do it? The way that the Celtics team looked today, I don't think that they are. Yeah. The way the Lakers team is built, maybe, maybe they are. I would say if if I had to guess which team is going to get swept, I would say Boston. If I, yeah. I, I think the Lakers are more capable of winning a game than Boston at this point in time. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but uh, also, I it is amazing to think back. Like, remember when New Orleans they played against the Suns and they had nothing to lose because they they were eight seed and all of a sudden they just. They kind of played like that. They were like relaxed. They're like, whatever. We're not supposed to be here anyways. And then they started winning against yeah. the Suns. I wonder if that happened with the Heat too. Because remember, like they played in. They were they were going to be eliminated in the fourth quarter. They were almost done. They were losing. And then they came back. They won it. They made the playoffs. And they were like, we're not supposed to be here anyway. So like, let's just relax. Yeah. Let's have fun. And we're happy to be here. And then they started winning games, you know? So I, I, I feel like at this point, that's not the case though. Because yeah. you're in the Eastern Conference Finals. One win away from going to the Finals. I think at this point, they 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 sense the gravity of the situation, and I think that's the head coach Eric Spolstra keeping yeah. them focused. Yeah. But that is going to do it for us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Yep. Thanks for listening. <laughs>